0: Welcome to The Career Studio, a USU Career Services podcast that helps you navigate your career path. Thanks for joining us for our Friday face-to-face episode. I'm Marissa Armistead, your host, and I'm thrilled to have David Oz Osmond here with me today. Oz, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah,
1: it's a pleasure being here.
0: After graduating from USU with a bachelor's degree in liberal arts and sciences and minors in marketing and sociology, Oz became the operations manager for Adventure Tour Company in Alaska. During his time there, he gained valuable experience with HR, marketing, sales, growth and expansion, and day-to-day operations, just to name a few. After five years, he decided to try something new and began working in the career services realm for Eagle Gate College. Three years ago, he negotiated ownership of another business, MDUB Medical, and now co-owns it with USU's head athletic trainer, Mike Williams. Oz likes to live a little bit on the wild side, as he has spooned with the tiger, touched a 900-pound grizzly bear, and taken care of over 400 dogs. Oz, when did the animal obsession begin? <laughs>
1: um, grew up with a dog. So I have four older sisters and no birth, and I'm the this is my family so my dog was my best friend so i've always loved animals to a degree um but my time in alaska raised the bar um part of the operations where we had a dog sledding dog mushing company and during and we have two uh, big two base camps and during that time we contracted with mushers and brought in like i said 400 dogs and we would buy dog food by the ton a container so there's 10 <laughs> container and uh yeah during that time also the the bears i love it. i love it wildlife. I love bears. And and just long story short, we started looking into doing an excursion of a sanctuary, a grizzly bear sanctuary. And that was my thing to take over and just learn the federal laws, the state laws and everything involved in that. And so I basically reached out to another sanctuary, spent some time with them, got to know their grizzly bears um, and how that whole operation run. So that was, that was my time with bears and dogs,
0: tigers. <laughs>
1: I, mean, I saw an opportunity to spoon a bangle tiger. So
0: you got to do it. <laughs> I had to
1: do it. It was uh, during some time in, in Thailand and Southeast Asia. Played with the animals there, elephants, monkeys, tigers.
0: Amazing. Well, was there anything unique that you have learned from your experience with working with animals?
1: Unpredictability. You can, you can have just a normal, everything smooth, casual, just predictable to unpredictability predictable in in a second. Literally a squirrel runs across the trail that changes the outcome of that tour and where those dogs are going to travel. They're not going to follow a routine. They're not going to do what they normally do. And literally, that distraction plays a huge role. It's unpredictable. And that becomes a big issue on day-to-day life.
0: Well, that's funny that you mentioned that. And I I love this idea of adaptability. You know, you said that for every tour, it was probably a little bit different. And I think that that's a great kind of lead into what we're going to be talking more about today. So this month's theme, we're really looking at how can students broaden in their career horizons. And I think as students are going through that really tough process, I think there are tons of bumps along the way. You have squirrels, if you will, that cross the path that you just weren't expecting. So I think think that insight will be really helpful as we look at some other questions. To start, seeing as you are a great USU alum, I'm curious, you mentioned that you were involved in lots of different things. There was programs and clubs. So can you talk just a little bit about some of those things that you were involved with? Yeah,
1: uh, college was a huge experience for me. Definitely a game changer in my life. With that, uh, my freshman year, I ended up getting involved. I lived with four fraternity brothers, so they weren't—they were in a different fraternity. I was a freshman, had no idea really about that whole Greek life, and they pushed me to get involved. And apologies um, for the sound. But yeah, they pushed me to, to get involved. And so oh, there I was going to events, going and volunteering, and that just become a spiral of event after event after event. And I ran for student body government uh, my sophomore year because I just enjoyed how much was going on and the chaos of that. So I was a vice president of organizations and traditions, responsible for Homecoming Week, Traditions Week, Robbins Awards, and... That was a nuts you know, to juggle school class and then do these big programs but also uh, during that time instead of joining that one fraternity uh, I joined a, a new fraternity on campus with some other guys and we started that one and it was just the busyness of that helped me understand delegation helped me understand uh, the, the value of volunteering and, and the network that we communicate or that we interact with and how that network, Becomes our net worth. Uh, it grows us as an individual and the talents and the abilities and what we're able to, to do on a broader scale. And so getting involved with Cisco, getting involved with Council of Student Clubs and Organizations, don't think that exists anymore. I <laughs> getting involved in all of these things became just, it was a lot more about what I knew and who I knew and practicing those skills of the classroom.
0: Absolutely. And as you were saying that, I was laughing as I was thinking back several years ago. One of my first student jobs when I was in college was kind of that same experience where at the time it just seemed like a job. And then eventually I looked back at that one experience and how it influenced every next step that I took in my career. So I love this idea of just trying things, getting out there, joining a club, joining a fraternity. And I think it's really critical that you meet people in those organizations. And it sounds like maybe there was a large piece of networking that went on there. Have you seen networking? Working, is that a skill that you continue to use?
1: I wish. During current times and, and COVID times, networking <laughs> is definitely a lot more difficult. Um, I'm finding myself reaching out more on online and, the, and Zoom meetings and gatherings, but it has been something that's been crucial because, again, what you learn in a book and what you learn in a classroom gets you so far, but it's then how do you take that knowledge and then put it into daily life, daily interaction? And so... You know, I've got partners. How do I negotiate with my partners? How do I work with my partners on a day in, day out? And also networking with other businesses, going to, dealing with customers. I sell online, I do trade shows. Uh, in Alaska, it was a lot of working with big, major, cruise ship corporations, but then also dealing with the individual family member who's just there for the, the, the three, four hour trip and everything in between. And so, yeah, the social network that I learned in college played a huge role on my staff. Steps to interact in work life. It's, you know, how do I take this one experience, this one interaction, and how do I gather value? How, do we, how does it become a win-win? What are they in it for? What am I in it for? And, and those types of small due diligence play a big role on the overall network and the overall value you gain in life.
0: Absolutely. I love that. Well, and as we're talking about some of these outside experiences, I'm also curious during your degree, as we were earning it, was there anything you learned about yourself in that process? And maybe it was a great class or a great professor, or maybe just something from that process. What did you learn?
1: Oh, man, I learned how to fail, but I still learn how to fail a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's,
1: it's simple things like, yeah, juggling a class uh, while juggling big outside responsibilities and a job. During that time at Utah State also, there was a year that I held a job the entire time. We paid for the bills and so forth. And it was a matter of like getting, where is my level of work-life versus burnout? And then when burnout comes, what do I sacrifice? What was the first thing that was easiest to sacrifice? And sometimes it was, what did I feel was of least value? And that was always something that was difficult and pending the scenario, pending the situation. But yeah, I in college, I, it was something where the burnout was real. You have to learn. That's That's a perfect time to learn. What is your level? Some people go to class and study, and that's all they do because... That's their focus is hammer out the best grades to get the best job. Like that's that's the key quintessential is, is have that 4.0 to look really good for that accounting position because it's the best one out there and they only accept 4.0 students where later we could talk, we can maybe talk about my degree, but mine was like all over the place. And that was because I'm somebody of chaos. <laughs> <I don't- laughs> <laughs> and the the I can't just sit in one degree and focus on one thing. I didn't find the benefit because it was too singular.
0: Well, and I'm kind of curious. I have to ask this question mostly because I I attended a private liberal arts college. But I'm curious during your degree, did you receive any flack or, or criticism from people about your degree? Oh
1: yeah, uh, to this day, I still get flack for my degree. <laughs> yeah because i've got my best friends from college that i that i interact daily with uh we're in a group chat together one's a doctor one's a lawyer uh you know that one's in higher ed that kind of focused in on education and and then there's me who's liberal arts and sciences which literally was what the heck am i doing i got to get out of college i've been here too long oh here Here's this degree. It, it's kind of a little bit of everything that you've been doing. And, and so there's no real field other than what I'm doing today, which is an entrepreneur and all aspects. And so I, these guys, not so much that they give me flack, but it was kind of a what the heck are you gonna do? Back in college, it was like, what are you gonna do? Where are you how are you going to what path is this degree gonna take you? Because when you and that was always a big question because I didn't know until I got out in the real world and, and got more experience. Did I look back and go, wow, this degree did help me because I know a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this. And overall, I know more than my friend that's a lawyer. I know more than my friend that's a doctor. They're specialized. I'm I, I'm not specializing. You're a
0: general in- specialist.
1: <laughs> a general specialist of all trades and a master of none. <laughs>
0: I love it. As we're talking about this, you know, your degree and kind of gaining some of these important skills that would really set you up for a great future ahead. I'm curious more about this adventure tour company experience. I'm kind of curious what skills you gained from there that led you to kind of the next step. Yeah.
1: So brief summary on that is i as a student body officer i had a gal who was on my committee who one day she came up to me and she said man you'd like to talk you would be a good tour guide you talk a lot and literally, I said, well, what do you mean tour guide? And then she said, oh, Alaska, I go, and I'm a tour guide in Alaska. And then, sure, I have to just talk? Yeah. And I so I tried it, and I fell in love being a tour guide for a few years. And then when I graduated, I brought up the option of, hey, either I give you one more year of being a tour guide, or you commit to me, and this is to the owner of the company, I so said, I'll either be a tour guide for one more year, or commit to me. And I'll give you three more years and I'll be a manager of some of some sort within the company. And he actually just put me in as general manager and, and to run the entire operation. And I had a lot of fear because I went from just being a tour guide to being in charge of 55 employees. Everything that encompasses hiring. Wow. Uh, The HR nightmare that is employees, um, which, again, I took a couple classes in it, but I didn't have any expertise. I had to do all the contract negotiation with Holland America, Princess Cruise Lines, Disney Cruise Lines, um, the scheduling, just, just ins and outs. And during that time, we doubled the size of the business. We went to a different city and built a whole new operation in this other city. We added a whole nother tour that didn't even exist. I had to learn it. Nobody could have taught me what I learned. It was definitely learned by being thrown into the fire. Those are just the best ways to learn because every day was something new. When you're dealing with animals, like I said, crisis management. Uh, luckily, during the seven years I was up there, we never had we only had actually three issues during seven years, and, and we had tens of thousands of, of customers. I'd probably say over 100,000 customers during that period. Those three events were huge and chaotic and stressful, and it was 24 hours where I had to juggle flights and, and, and emergency situations. And
0: And I bet you loved it. <laughs>
1: I would go, you know, there was there's one circumstance in it, specifically where I went just almost forty-eight hours without sleep because it was a matter of juggling one city to another and, and logistic nightmares and things like that. But that was my job and I would have never nothing could have prepared me for that other than just determination to just grind. And that's something where looking back in college, it was like grinding for finals week. You know, I got I got a test tomorrow, stay up all night and just cram, cram and grind. And a big event is tomorrow. And we got to get all this stuff done. So the procrastination in college helped with the re- <laughs> potential <laughs> emergency situations in Alaska. But yeah, it was definitely a, a jump from this level to this level overnight.
0: Very quick. Interesting. Well, and it's hard when you're in a, a position that you like, you know, at what point did you decide to try something new? At what point were you like, mm, I think it's time for a change?
1: Truly, it was going, so my life in Alaska, I'll say this, it, it was the best job I'll ever have in my life because it was work my tail off during those five months. And then during the winter, it was do whatever you want to a degree. So my wife and I traveled the world during the winter months. And so it was definitely hard to step away. But also after, at that time, it was five years of marriage, six years of marriage, we wanted to have a family and going up north working and and the hours that that entailed and everything it was definitely something that couldn't be juggled with kids and so we always said when we're ready to have kids we're going to just step away so it was hard to it's hard to step away but we felt we were done
0: yeah, I think that's, that's true. And so many of our students are juggling these different pieces. They have school. They have work. Some of them have families and children. And so I think it's really important to be in tune with those feelings of priority shifts and when to know when to lean into your career and really when to lean into your family and, and take that time too. So I think that's, that's great advice. Well, as we move forward here, I'm kind of curious, you mentioned that you, you bought ownership of Millennial only after, what, a year of, of working there. And I'm curious, how in the heck did that come to be?
1: <laughs> like I said, you make mistakes throughout life. And uh, <laughs> one where, uh, you know, I was hired as their director of sales and we do a high-end crutch. Uh, it's, a, it's a crutch that is unique in multiple ways. It is it is better than, it's a better mousetrap. It's a better product and a better mobility product than anything else out there and so with, with of a year of being their sales director I had a chance to talk with a lot of customers and hearing how this product's changed their life and and really given back them some hope and and it was something where I, I fell in love with the product as cheesy as that sounds I I fell in love with the product I knew it had potential I knew this was an industry that Wasn't tough competition per se, and there was just some good opportunities, but there was a lot of give back. uh, And that's something service in my life through college and experience there. You know, you can go, you can play, you could learn, party, but giving back to the community, giving back to students, giving back to the, you know, that volunteering opportunity is such a big reward in a lot of ways. So, that was something where I looked at the, the crutches and, and millennial medical on giving back. Um, and so, yeah, I I probably, actually I know I bought higher than I want. I was naive when it came to ownership. <laughs> but these are part of the things we learn, you know, and, and grow. And so I, I bought out one of the original founders and there's an opportunity that just arose. And so I jumped on it. And to me, that's, you know, adding Other problems in my life, debt and business debt, and juggling a company and the liability that that brings up. And so I do look back to some of the classes and I'm like, man, I remember talking about this, but I remember not focusing (laughs) during (laughs)
0: this. Shoot.
1: It was also an opportunity where now that I was an owner within the company, I started making choices that I felt could help direct us a little bit better. Actually, we were based up in Logan, and that was one of the desires to join this company is just to be closer to Utah State and, you know, go to the football games, go to the basketball games. (laughs) Sure. Participate in some of those community events that are there. And this... um, This was an opportunity where I reached out to the, to the university and I had some internship opportunities that I opened up and I worked with some classes still. So it was was still a great opportunity to work with the university and, and give some students opportunities. But in turn, I was just learning. I was just continuing to learn and it added, it definitely added some stress and it still adds stress to the life. Um, but. But it's created a, a new pathway and and that one choice has led to a different choice and another choice and it's just been this great revolving door that has just built me to who I am today.
0: I love that. And as we're thinking about the context of career and professional development and broadening these horizons, I think that's such a great example that, you know, just by opening one door, you never know what's behind that door. And so as you continue to open more and more doors and some doors you may not walk through, you may take a look and say, "Nah, eh, that's not for me. But as you do try the doors, then you get to kind of move forward and, and continue to find new opportunities. So I think that's that's awesome. You know, we're just about out of time here, but I do want to at least ask one more follow up question. Again, we're speaking to students and some of them are early on in their careers, you know, maybe in the early 20s and they're just getting going. Some of them are alumni and, you know, maybe 45 and maybe looking to shift careers. So you have lots of different backgrounds. If you had to give students any piece of advice about broadening their career horizons, what, what would you give them?
1: Get out there and network. Get out there and try something different. Um, I, I don't know exactly where I heard this from. Um, I'm a junkie for podcasts. I'm a junkie for, for just learning other people's philosophies and so forth and pra- trying them. And somebody said, and I'll, I'll have to dig in to find out where this came from, but somebody once brought this up, and I, I do live by this. Our 20s are truly... A chance to make mistakes. You know, we're young, we're inexperienced, but that's part of life is to try. Try certain classes. Find out what you like. If you don't like business, then switch to sociology. If you don't like sociology, switch to psychology. If you don't like psychology, educate, like whatever. Test the waters. And that's where liberal arts and sciences played such a big role. I got to try so many different things and find out what I liked and what I didn't like. Take the 20s as your mistakes. Your 30s, your 30s are where you then polish those skills. So during the mistakes, you're also gaining great skills. And 30, in your 30s, you can really start to polish them, practice them. It doesn't have to be a long-term career, but you're trying and you're practicing in in jobs and in in, in, uh, occupations. And when you start to polish those, you get better and better and better. And then your 40s, You're polished. So now is your time to perform and make some money and make some success in your goals that you have. Uh, Whatever it be, if it it be money, if it be experiences, if it be just overall value in, in what you're doing, giving back. But that's where you really can strive. And then your 50s, slow it down, bring it back and try to see where you can again, re- deflect some of that energy efforts and give back. Um, I've had advisors. I've had mentors that are in their fifties that have given back to me. And that's where my I want to be that person. There was an advisor at Utah state who just is, I look at him as my second father and he's still to this day, a good friend of mine. And he has given me so much inspiration and knowledge and motivation that it's like, that's what I want to do. So I, so brought in Brightening your horizons take advantage to network take advantage to try something different if you feel you're not good at something try it and polish it Um, nobody has to be an expert but if you do have a little bit of knowledge your value is increased and that's that's really what it's all about is increasing you and your value as a person and what you could eventually give back
0: i think that's great And, you know, I think that also alleviates some of the pressure, you know, sometimes students feel like right off the bat, they have to know, you know, what they're doing with their life. And I think as you've you've really helped us see it's a process, you know, each step you take is just a good step in in a good direction. And if you take the wrong step, you learn that too. So it's just all about moving forward. And so I really appreciate that insight. Well, Oz, thank you so much for being here with us today. I think your story is really inspiring for students and I've learned so much as as we've been talking. So thank you so much. Oz has been gracious enough to offer Aggies a 25% discount on all of his Crosstrap products. So check that out in our bio for more information. Thanks so much, Oz.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Marissa.
0: Thanks for joining us here at the Career Studio today. Please remember to join us next week as we continue to discuss this month's theme of Broadening Your Career Horizons.